0: You are listening to The Lit Review, a podcast where organizers interview organizers about books. In this moment of urgency, mass political education is key. We recognize that political study is not always accessible for a variety of reasons. Our goal with The Lit Review is to be a resource that brings out key information from relevant books to the masses. Think Sparknotes in podcast form. I'm one of your hosts, Paige May, and thank you for listening to The Lit Review.
1: Elephant in the room, which is Donald Trump, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is you know oh, I don't, and maybe because I'm far more of the, on the outside looking in now to movement work, right? But um, but also because I think you know I, so I came up to the eighties and nineties, and then the first time I was ever in my twenties was was the Bush era. Some people don't remember it as much or don't quite, you know, um, but pushed it a lot <laughs> um, um, in terms of right wing kind of policy, things like that. Um, so I am, um, in terms of like, I think, you know, day to day social services, social needs, things like that. Um, I don't think Trump is actually going to be that big of a change. That's just me. I could, I could be totally wrong. I don't think that, right? Um, I think there's only so much, as we saw with Obama. There's only so much a president can do um, in terms of like that aspect of like legislating change on material ends, right? That governments deeply believe in some form of a well, you know. In in the West, they believe in some sort of like social welfare. Um, Francis Fox Piven kind of speaks to like why they believe in social welfare. Having a semblance, a hodgepodge of social welfare, greatly diminishes the uh, the risk of insurgencies, spontaneous insurgencies, and disruptions and riots. Right Um, now, I do think that Trump will change the face of our carceral state. I do believe that. Um, which sometimes I think people sometimes conflate those things and I think it's important to to separate them out so so for that that does make disruption that changes a lot of things about disruption how you think about insurgency how you go about insurgency Um,
0: just for clarification so you're saying so the fear is in people not having resources and thus not being able to participate in political protests but that and that may or may not end up being the case and i would argue even right now like i don't know what it's like compared to the civil rights movement but it just that's a common barrier we run into is like we people don't have time yeah. to give when they're working three jobs right yeah. Um, or yeah uh, and then and then but what you're saying is like what what's more likely to change or and what will for sure change is when you say carceral state is like How we police people, how we incarcerate people, how we surveil um, people—what how that affects our day to day—and the
1: public—and I think this then goes to like you know McAdams about then the political opportunity structure, how people think people should be punished for their protests, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what Obama was actually was just this—you know when you drop a banner banner at a football game, um, you know Obama created an environment that didn't say, you know, hang them by their head, and throw the whole book at them, you know what I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, put them under the prison, you know, like, it was, it was, you know, it was, you know, Obama's meandering of like, you know, we have a right to protest, we got to make sure it's within the confines of the law and for some men's and, you know, all, all these things, but this, this overall tolerance for, it, even if there was critique of it and non-belief mm-hmm. in it, there was a tolerance for it, right, right. and saying, and then at times arguing like with Colin Kaepernick that this is a part of what being America is. This is America, this is what it is, da da da, da right? Um well, it's Trump. I mean, there's not yeah. there's just not gonna be that. He's, yeah,
0: just he just <laughs> said, like we, I do not have tolerance. <laughs> right, right right. <laughs> right, yeah. right,
1: right. And like, this is in defiance yeah. of what it means to be an American. This is what's you know, this is and when you have that kind of And I think those kind of things is what then creates a political opportunity structure. Um, And it slowly starts to say that, well, then you start to get the permission then to criminalize um, protest and political activity, right? Now, I would say, though, that, you know, a lot of people go through that in other countries, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly in the Global South. And, um... You know they become even more committed and stronger to disruption. You know, and some I mean, so so the social movement literature, social movement, social science literature, um, particularly on civil resistance, actually argue that it's easier to topple a dictator. It's 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 easier to use disruptive power within a fascist dictatorship, mm-hmm. and to get a regime change than it is in um, a regime that has a semblance of a democracy. Right. And follows democratic pro- protocols, even if it has a high amount of, like, car, even if it has a high carceral apparatus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because to the public um, and to other civil servants, right, um, such as teachers, firemen, police, all the people who are in bureaucracies, things like that, they, when you're under a dictatorship, they even look at the things that a dictator is doing, a carceral thing is wrong. Right? right, so then you're able to get them on your side. Um, once you disrupt enough and you do a certain amount of things o- outside of, I mean, they they, they they qualify it outside of as long as you don't do armed insurgency. Right. Um, so but that within a democracy, because power is even though we don't like to think of it, but in a democracy, power among the elite is a little bit more diffuse. Um, there's like more w- rewards and Liabilities for folks, um, it's just, it's just not as clear cut of like who's the winner, or losers, or, or who's doing wrong and mm-hmm. who's doing right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so getting the moral high ground and getting like the moral crisis is, is, is a little bit harder in a democracy. Um, so, so, but if I would always say just like if, if people are saying these things about like Trump or they believe if their analysis is of that, um. I would still say though then, you have to find ways to sustain or build the skills. And I think with radical social services, you can do that. I think, you know, I think radical social services and, and under that rubric, I'm putting things like, you know, what we understood to be this, the citizenship school, schools, right? I'm putting under that the legal services the NAACP used to provide, right? Um, at a much bigger level, right? Um, so, but, but a few things on that, right? That these are, these are usually member-based organizations where you pay dues, right? So a person just didn't walk up into September Clark's Citizenship School and didn't have some sort of understanding that they're a member of some form of organization or collective and they had to give either money or time. But usually they gave money, right? These are working class and poor people giving money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, um, but... But poor people and working people do do that, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, like they they, they 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 give a lot more of their income, far more of their income than rich people mm-hmm. do, or even upper um, middle class people or upper class people do. So, um, and what's good about them is that it build, helps build out networks, so that then you can you can diffuse skill building and not just knowledge, right? So not just like, oh, I know what the system is and this mm-hmm. thing and the other thing. I think actually the left has a lot of knowledge about what the system is. Um, we don't have a lot of skills of how to actually change the system. And outside of voting, which I think voting is very important, <laughs> um, I don't know any other way outside of um, disruption. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and and I say disruption as opposed to direct action because I think direct action has been kind of commodified by, Alinsky, which is like this like very like narrow. Here's your target. Here's your thing. Da da da. Um. Whereas disruption is like, is that no? I'm gonna make this ungovernable. Not just bad for this one person on top, but I'm gonna make it overall so that these folks can't govern and they're constantly having to ask and they're constantly and so then they need to come to. To quote unquote the people for consent to govern again, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that yeah, them. yeah.
0: it does. Um, I mean, and I'm remembering uh, the action that happened when the International Association IACP yeah yeah actually, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, it, yeah 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 stands for, and it was uh, the biggest mass arrest in Chicago for a minute. Um, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, it, we we had something like sixty folks getting arrested at right, that, yeah, and yeah, I right, remember right. like the jail that they took us to like couldn't. Like, I remember thinking, like, wow, if we could just, like, take their pencils, they, the whole thing would shut down. Like, it was just, yeah. it was, um, yeah. it, it, like, I think this idea of what it means to be ungovernable can feel like a lot, but it, it's actually very, like, I was like, wow, these are, like, the agents of my oppression. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about also what you define as disruption, then. Um, and I think you were just kind of speaking to it. Yeah. As yeah. So, like, what, um, Pushing our imagination beyond like you are blocking the street with chains and lockboxes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, the only reason why I always say disruption too is because I think right now our movement's political horizon still isn't on disruption, right? I think it's on advocacy. I think it's on like mm-hmm. different things of like policy change. These are all very important things, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's about like how much it's emphasized and, you know, as opposed to other things, and um, that a majority of progressive think tanks, academia, all these things, they're not thinking about disruption as a political horizon, and then how you build up skills of people for that. Um, you know, whenever like you know, whenever we go to any sort of movement event or panel, da da da, that's really not what's being discussed and thought through. and I think the important thing is that once upon a time that was right so well, once upon a time and, and, and I mean basically from the 40s you know from the Flint sit-down strike on um, it was it was far more just habitual and you didn't have to think about because it, it was just assumed that's mm-hmm. what you're going to do like oh this isn't happening I guess we just got to shut the city down for a day <laughs> like, yeah. no I mean like no like we had like the Seattle general strike where like they just shut down the whole city like yeah. I mean th- this was it was far more innate in and I think at the time, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with the idea of like, oh, was it also like people's relationship to labor and what they thought about labor in terms of, you know, once you had, when you had a strong labor movement, people were a lot more prone to and had a deep understanding of that, like, oh, if you want to get stuff done in terms of how you got paid and rights you had at the workplace, um, you had to somehow infect your employer and strike at the workplace, right? In that... Once you have that understanding, then you get a whole bunch of, you know, it ripples across all other like sectors of one's life, community life, and all that. That, like, oh, confrontation, confrontation. Um, Well, once upon a time, it was the strike, right? And strike was just like a very normal, regular thing that people did. They understood it. And um, no one really goes to their workplace or thinks about their work situation of, man, maybe in two or three years I might have to strike, right? Like, no one. And, and, and that was like a common thing for people like people understood it. like uh, a common norm within community working class communities poor communities um, even to some degree middle class communities and middle class fears and anxiety was like oh I might have to strike one day mm-hmm. you know that's how you kind of get the 30 year mortgage it's mm-hmm. like you want to keep people in houses for 30 years so they're less likely to strike <laughs> so like so, I, you know, I guess what I'm trying to get to is, so, well, to, 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 to answer, like, the first part of your question is, so, strike, definitely part of disruption, um, I think any sort of process where you collectively um, contest and confront the consent of what's of, of what state or corporate power says to do or not do. You know, I, to me, that that's disruption. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: through the law or through sort of, like, norms?
1: Yeah, through the, the right? law or through norms, right? Okay. Um, but I would say this. I would say that, you know, when you get to, like, quote-unquote effective disruption, where, where like, to me, effective disruption is, like, people in a national security apparatus are having meetings about what to do about this, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, that's what... The yeah. civil rights movement was right like the main narrator in selma was the F- was the fbi not yeah. like you know like yeah. so and to me that's like not not in well in uh, that doesn't mean it's effective as in hey you're winning it means just it's effective in terms of hey it looks like you might have an insurgency on your hands yeah <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, the
0: yeah target is really agitating like fbi level right um and
1: also but oh my god i'm so sorry i'm forgetting her name can I look up her name? Yeah. It's, it's really important. I don't want to... Because um, she says this thing that, like, striking is like a muscle. Um, and that if you don't work it, you don't consistently work it, then... Um, Jane McAvee. Okay, so Jane McAvee. Um, and she has a new book called, called No Shortcuts <laughs> about organizing and deep organizing. So she's definitely from the deep organizing tradition. Um... And I don't know what she would do with Momentum. and This is an uprising and all that. She's definitely from the, from the other. Um, and uh, But she was actually the political, political educating director for Highlander. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so she comes from like a really good base of like political education is important, but then also like organizing, deep organizing is important too, period. Um, and that organizing should be confrontational. That mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, so she very, very much teaches that like, when you walk into an organizing room, for her, it's it's usually it's always labor, right? Is that, um, because of the moment we're right? in, and unless we hit socialism, you should always be coming to workers, being like, so we're gonna have to strike, <laughs> like like that should be the baseline thing. Now now getting to a strike might be a three year process a four year, but but like, but do not think that I'm gonna talk to you about like forming union and building worker power without that without the idea that. I'm training and building skills with you to strike, <laughs> um, and so that's like, and, and she says that all unions should be tilted towards that, and I think I, I've kind of extrapolated that to be that um, all like non-neighbor groups, like all community groups, should should have this basic idea of like disruption, mass disruption, right? Like mm-hmm. that, like we're gonna have to do mass disruption. Um, it's just a matter of how we build the skills, you know, and like and and how we get there, but we're we're, we're gonna have to do that, and. Everyone has to sear that in their mind, right? And and I know, like nowadays, this seems, that seems kind of normal. Like three or four years ago, that was like that was a big question. <laughs> like, people, like people being like mass disruption, people going to jail, da da da. da like that was. Yeah. Then, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was like people were like, Oh, we've done that and then that was oh god, I forgot all about that. I,
0: yeah. I was like I was like convinced me. I'm not convinced that I need to <laughs> yeah, go to jail yeah, to get free. Yeah.
1: yeah, that yeah. Was what I knew. And, and you know, I'm going to like to Dan's Berger, to Dan Berger's book and, and and you brought up this point before is just that um when you talk about like with the IACP action, is the idea is that so, you know, Dan Berger makes the argument that without a lot of people going to jail, right? So rights workers going to jail, that you wouldn't have had then the, the building of the insurgencies within prisons, exactly. right? And then that's what started the cycle of outside-inside, of folks from the outside coming in and cycling out, right? And then that started to make the prison and the jail also a focal point of movement activity. Um, and I took Dan's book to almost mean that, wow, you really can't build a sustainable kind of prison movement within from prisoners without having people constantly going to to prison and jail for political reasons right for explicitly political okay. reasons um, i don't know what to do with that but yeah. especially um, cuz
0: also prisons are different now in ways that know how to handle that potential insurgency yeah 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 yeah, yeah but yes i agree i don't no, think it's just like no I no mean,
1: that, that's that's the th- you know, people call it, you know liberals. I don't know what to call it or what to do with it, but, um, but then there's like parts of me who are just kind of traditionalist and old schoolish, which is like, uh, no, probably if you got, you know, thousands of people into jails and prisons, um, on a consistent basis, um, prison strikes would happen a lot more frequently, like you know, like the just like that, and maybe the most recent prison strike was also. You know, a byproduct of the amount of movement activity yeah. that has been going on, right? Um, you know, studies have to be put out there to to, to figure that out. Um, I told you yeah. sorry Yeah, I don't,
0: yeah, I what don't I
1: remember I what we we're, yeah. were talking. Yeah. Uh, disruption. disruption. Oh, oh yes, yeah. so, so so yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the big thing. Disruption and disruption. I mean, I guess there's two kind of big qualifiers I'd always put for a disruption is that. Um, So I'm very cautious and I won't say the word skeptical, but just always concerned about symbolic disruption, right? So I always have um, that I deeply believe that symbolic disruption always always has to have a foundation of that it's actually disrupting, you know, governable space, that it has to do that and then and then the symbolics come on, right? Uh, but that symbolic is deeply important, and, and you know, um,
0: can for, so can you without throwing anyone under the bus, right? Like, give an example. So like, Occupy is like disruptive of governable space, like occupying yeah, Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's what is like a symbolic disruption? What does that mean, right? Like, I
1: think. Um, so so I I mean I think all actions, like all like kind of on the ground disruptive actions have moments of symbolic disruption, right? I think there's just moments where they are super heavy on the um, symbolic disruption. So I think, you know, the ideas of like of actual culture jamming, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of stuff from ad busters, yeah, I just you know, I'm not I'm yeah. not and 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 or even a banner drop that's not connected to, like, actually contesting spaces, other other things, right? Definitely a banner drop if, like, you have five other sites, like, da 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 but a banner drop for the sake of a banner drop, um, you know, I'm not convinced yet, you yeah. know, like, and in, in, in maybe I'm wrong for that, I don't know, you know, but, like, I, um, yeah, I'm not convinced that, of that yet, right, that, that, um that there has to be a foundation of how are you making this ungovernable, right? How are you like shutting down your drive? How are mm-hmm. you? Um, and then also though that the more you contest public spaces that don't directly affect people of the upper class or like the elite class or like the power brokers, um, that you should just be cautious of that. Right. But, but, but that, that that, that disruption should also do that, so it shouldn't just be focused on, like, um, for me, right, you know, it shouldn't just be focused on stopping my mom in traffic. Um, (laughs) Because I don't know if my mom would like that, right? But my mom, even though she deeply disagrees with doing an action at the International Association of the Chief of Police, unless she was going through McCormick Place that day, it didn't disrupt, it didn't didn't mess her things up that much, and also she gets that it's in relation to mm-hmm. these other folks right? right so and and i think those kind of things happen, matter um, but at this point you know i think just disruption we decided disruption right it's like a, right. so it like a mic check
0: out. is is disruptive is that qualify
1: a mic check. yeah, like I'm oh, to, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. A, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 I'm trying to give examples oh, of things yeah, that are
0: yeah, like yeah, not as... So, you know, someone's blowing a whistle the entire time that Trump is being sworn in. I, That's disruption. It's one person, right, who maybe I, took many people to do it, pull it off.
1: I, I, I would say, though, that, like, so disruption in terms of, like, the tradition of what we thought about, like, you know, the Black Freedom Movement or the height of the labor movement, um, is that, you know, you have, like, 10 people. Blowing whistle. Yeah. You know, or yeah. like I think when you know, in the height of Occupy when he saw his mic checks, like someone would get tackled down and then another there's person was like, yeah. gonna come yeah. up. Uh, yeah. like, like, so. You
0: have A banner and then the, but there's eighty others. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's yeah. th- th- that's that's data because I mean you've always had the individual who does A, B, and C, right? Yeah. I don't know if that and I think the state and the apparatus knows how to handle that and you know yeah. that. Um, and
0: even sit-ins, right? It would be like five people sit in, they'd get arrested, yeah. and then there was another a set wave. of five. Right, 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 they right. would have seventy people possibly. Just coming just, through, yeah, right. right, right the right, children's yeah. march right? in Birmingham, yeah. like that's like they they arrest fifty at a time, and then and fifty then also more replace them. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like that kind of like you can't, you think you've stopped it, and there's more. Yeah, just and, like and that's the form.
1: skill, and to me, like, that's the skill that we have to learn, right? right. Like that's like the we don't know how yet, yeah. and and I think I mean three years ago, um, in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, you know we didn't know how to even do the sit-in or like we didn't know mm-hmm. how to even like shut down yeah, a thing, right. like take over a police station like in Oakland or like we didn't even know how to do that, right. right? So now, so so we're just learning how to do those things. But now it's like the question is like how do we scale it up? How do we intensify it? How do we do more of it um, in a way that we don't burn out? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I would though say that um, yeah we can't let up with Trump. You know and I don't know I don't know what that looks like though you know but I just you know I, I just know that even though the carpal carcer apparatus is going to be increasing that we can't let up um, and that actually we might see a new new setup of car
0: listening to this episode of The Lit Review. I'm one of your hosts, Paige May. Tune in next week as we interview L.A. Kaufman, author of the new book, Direct Action, Protest and the Reinvention of American Radicalism. Until then, keep reading.